Welcome to the New Life Digging Deeper podcast, where we take Sunday sermons a step further, giving you the opportunity to gain greater understanding and ultimately grow your relationship with Jesus. Hello, everyone. My name is Cody Gesser. I am the worship pastor here, and I am joined by Jake Harper, um, our student life pastor here. What's up? So Jake gave a message here, his first at New Life yesterday, and it was really great, man. I appreciate everything you had to say, and I just found myself, even this morning when I was at the gym, just kind of thinking through, like, what does it look like to live an unhurried lifestyle that's pointed towards Jesus so that way I can walk alongside him? And, you know, you start to evaluate kind of the different spaces of your life. So, yeah, this has already kind of been sticking with me, and I'm sure that's been the same for the congregation. Um, Yeah, how did it feel kind of just getting a sermon under your belt here and yeah it was good i've preached a fair amount mm-hmm. but not here and so new places the new place is always tough and it had been a little while too so um it was good i mean i was, I was nervous but like i was excited it's a topic that you know is something that um i care quite about a bit about mm-hmm. quite a bit and has been um pretty important to me so i was excited to you know dig into that and so it was good and um people have been really awesome got a lot of you know cool a lot of really good. kind I, remarks and I'm stuff glad, so it's been I'm encouraging to hear that and yeah yeah i i'm so thankful for our staff and i feel like we have a good amount of alignment and even going from like brian speaking to your speaking it wasn't like <laughs> a full left turn or something yeah. so i just appreciate that man i thought you nailed the core scriptures there and everything that you had to say. Um, and it was a nice kind of have a topical sermon as well. I feel like it's been a little bit since we've had that. So um, I felt like people were really engaged with that and kind of had an imagination for Sunday. So yeah, you said this is kind of a near and dear thing to your heart. Um, you had mentioned COVID and I thought that was a great reference because the reality is a lot of us in that time just suddenly recognize like, whoa, life looks different right now. And it kind of made you put everything under a microscope and a lens and magnifying glass to see like, how can I reset some of my tendencies? Because I think a lot of us looked at it and said, this isn't healthy in my life because we were all forced to slow down. And it was such a challenging time. But as you kind of narrated, like for a lot of us, I think we were able to slow down and kind of come out with some better perspective. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. For me, COVID was kind of just um, the perfect storm, but it was also kind of God's timing. So I mentioned a book yesterday, um, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. I picked that up right at the beginning of COVID. I'm not sure. Again, it's just God's timing, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it really began to began to dig into that and what it looks like to unhurry your life. Um, and like I mentioned yesterday as well, I'm someone who kind of just wants to go, 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 achieve the next thing, like kind of move on to what's next. And obviously that wasn't there during COVID. So I think the combination of like beginning to think about this idea of unhurrying plus having life kind of unhurried for you was really unique. I think the cool thing about it was it allowed me to probably pretty quickly see like the fruit of that. Whereas if, you know, you really start to focus on this now, like it is hard to slow down. It's hard when you have commitments and things going on. But like COVID, I think really allowed me to kind of get a taste of what it looks like to live in a manner that's unhurried and to really have time just to be with Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. I know for me and my wife and our son Noah during COVID, we just like 
ripped up the all trails app. Like any place that there was a trail to go on, like in the mornings we'd wake up and go do that. And, um, yeah, it was such a cool time to be with God in creation. And I just felt like our conversations were so much more rich and Mm. there's just so much distraction in this world and in culture, um, that wants to pull you away from the Lord. And yeah, for us, it was such an enriching time. So I appreciated you sharing that yesterday. I feel like there was probably a lot of people who resonated with that for sure. Um, um, I love how you mentioned also with um, hurry, we think about it towards ourselves, but the reality is it affects our relationships. And I was like, amen, like when when you were talking about that, because for me, I just, we're shepherds, you know, like we're pastors and we have different volunteers and you just see as you talk and have conversations with people, like how people's actions affect other people. And you don't recognize Mm. that often. Um, and when we live a hurried lifestyle, we're running over a lot of stuff. And sometimes that's people. Yeah. Yeah. That's a struggle for me. Like I, um, actually since coming to new life here, I've really noticed this myself because I think in the office, we have a really good culture. Like there's just a lot of good conversations that happen in the hallway. Like, you know, someone standing in your office door. That's true too. Like for the whole church, I think on Sunday mornings before and after church, there's just a lot of really good conversations that happen. Um, and especially like in the office, I found myself a lot of times like I'll be so focused on getting to the next thing or doing this that I just, I don't engage fully in those conversations. Um, and I think that does harm. Sometimes it might be no big deal, might be overlooked, but you know, like hmm. when we give people our time, I think we're conveying something to them. You know, you're, hmm. we're telling them like, you're worthy of my attention. You know, what I have going on is not more important than you and what's going on right here and right now. And so, like I said, sometimes that's no big deal, but like that adds up over the course of time. And, you know, especially in our in meaningful relationships, um, people will pick up on it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. And, uh, there's a good shout out for the staff too. I know Ann Bear, she's in there. She's our secretary. And there's been conviction for me where some days I'm like, I'm coming through the front door and I'm heading for my office, yeah. you know? And um, yeah, we have to recognize like when we're living hurried like that, we can't take a moment to, you know, you said smell the, smell the roses kind of thing. And every time I talk with her, she has so, such an encouraging thing to share yeah. with me and I feel uplifted. So like taking that moment to stop and have a conversation with someone in the office or whatever that looks like really does bear fruit as well. It's not just you're doing something to do something. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, man, I, I just really enjoyed your message overall, man. And I think that uh, our church is going to kind of walk out with some good things from, from Sunday. So you gave some fun examples about how to slow our bodies down. Um, I was just wondering, why don't you kind of narrate some of that that you talk through? Yeah. So I, I feel goofy like preaching those things because <laughs> I don't know, they're just, like I said, there's nothing spiritual about them, you know? Sure. So yesterday, like we talked about walking slow and driving slow. And um, what I said yesterday, you know, like, Again, there's nothing spiritual or special about doing them, but like the goal of them is that we would just slow ourselves down, you know, because our mind follows our body. And so when we're moving through life in a hurry, rushing from thing to thing, um, we, our mind becomes too distracted to become aware of where God is at work around us. Just, and just to become too distracted to like, you know, see what's going on in the lives of people around us, you know, we miss God even in nature, you know, so... Mm-hmm. Um, I think slowing down really 
helps us do those things. It just helps us become more aware. Um, and yeah, so it, it is tough though. Like, um, you know, we talk about walking slow, um, and America apparently is one of the fastest walking countries in the world. Like, it's just not normal for us. We're just in a hurry everywhere we go. Um, so it's tough, you know. Like, yeah. we're just kind of conditioned to drive, to walk fast, yeah. to drive fast. I we're mean, conditioned. I, I have a friend who, you know, he's kind of, he's a boss and whatnot. And he was just talking about how, like, he judges people on how fast they walk, you know, in the <laughs> office. He's like, it's terrible, yeah. you know, but... I think sometimes like they're indicators, like where are you going? You have something yeah. to do or are you just kind of, so w- culture feeds that to us, yeah. that that is important yeah. to be moving in that direction. But I also appreciate how you talked about Jesus was busy, like for yeah. sure. Like if you look at the life of his ministry, no one would be like, oh, he's probably just, you know, not doing much. Like he was clearly busy, um, but he wasn't in a hurry. Yeah. He wasn't in a, like in that posture of hurry. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I think one of the things we didn't talk about this yesterday, but one of the things that separates um, busy from hurry is margin. You know, like it, the reality is, if your day is so full that like you're going from one thing to the next to the next to the next to the next, uh, and no room in the middle, like that's mm-hmm. going to be hurry. Like you're yeah. going to find yourself frantic. You know, but when there is a little margin built, you might still have a lot going on. Right, but you have room for interruption. You have room for the realities of like interruptions happen, you know, yeah. whether that's people or whether that's just like you run into a traffic jam, that kind of stuff happens. And so, you know, I think building that margin into our life um, is really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. And I, um, so Brian has mentioned multiple times that pause app. And I think Mm -hmm. that's another great, he'll set up timers and it will let, he'll tell him, you know, a couple of times throughout the day and just pause. And for him, it's a prompting to pray. Yeah. Um, but that's just a really practical, easy thing to do. Um, cause a lot of times we think by slowing down, we're unproductive, but we're actually building productivity. I mean, there's tons of studies out there that will say, you know, taking naps or like Mm -hmm. how you can get so much more done if you first take time to think about what you're doing. Um, yeah. It's fascinating. Yeah. I think one of the other challenges I see there too is like, um, I was listening to a sermon that was talking about this this morning because in student life, we're talking about prayer. Mm. And the guy was talking about how we used to have these moments for prayer in our life naturally, you know, just like while you're waiting in line, Mm -hmm. you know, or um, just these little pauses in life. But now we don't have those because we just pull our phone out. And it's just, you know, like we're just that much further distracted. Um, And it's very, very easy for us to go through a day without any real like pause in our attention. You know, like I'm saying, our mind just keeps going. We go from the next to the next to the next with no point of stopping until we lay down to go to sleep. Yeah. It's it's a condition, that's for sure. I mean, we have this comfort crisis in a lot of ways. And I mean, look at people who are, you're watching the TV show and you pull out your phone, <laughs> you're on your phone <laughs> watching a TV show. And then you're like frustrated because you have no idea what's going on yeah. in the TV, sh- you know, but there's just something innate about you that pulls that out. And I was waiting for you to say that yesterday when you said, you know, go to the longest line and don't pull out yeah. your phone, you yeah. know, cause that's, it's so stinking hard. Um, but we need to be present if we want to experience his presence. Put that on a t-shirt. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just, yeah, this is a fascinating 
concept. And uh, I don't know how many small groups are going right now. I think we're all, most of them are starting next week, but this is such a great conversation for small yeah. groups too. And you need accountability in this because holding yourself accountable to something yeah. like this is well, maybe next week again, you know, and having someone you can check in with yeah. often makes a huge difference. Yes. Yeah. It's very difficult. And I, I found it very much in my life that trying to slow down or trying to limit distractions is very much kind of two steps forward, one step back kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. So having people to hold you to that, I think is really helpful. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you shared the Psalms 4610, which says, be still and know that I am God. Um, how has that passage impacted your life? I think that's a great um, passage just to posture yourself in as you're thinking through what it looks like to be still. Yeah. Yeah. And I shared a little bit yesterday, but I think kind of one of my core struggles in life is this um, sense of needing to earn. You know, I think mm-hmm. it gets down to kind of an identity thing of um, looking to find value and looking to find my value and what I can accomplish and what I can achieve. And um, in a few years ago, really kind of that, you know, during COVID, that same time I was kind of learning these lessons, I realized that I don't know how to be still. Um, That, you know, even when I think I'm resting, you know, I find some way of taking a hobby and making it some means of achieving something. And so really just truly resting and being in the presence of God well, something that was a struggle for me, and in some ways still is, but I've really leaned on that passage a lot just in kind of meditating on it and realizing, like, you know, to be still and know that he is God means that even if I stop, like, he's still in charge, you know, like, he's still good. The world doesn't stop spinning on its axis just because I stop. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I reflect on that verse quite a bit. Yeah. I like how you said, because I stop. You know, I think a lot of times, be still and know that I am, that I am God and we are not, <laughs> Yeah, you know, cause we live this hurried, distracted life, pleasing ourselves in a lot of ways. And we have to strip ourselves of that to experience his goodness for sure. Um, and so, <laughs> I mean, this is kind of a segue to the next question is, so we do this mass emptying, you know, we're trying to get to this mindful meditative state, um, but the w- culture will also tell us that, right? And you did a good job. It's not like we just do this to somehow we're in some sort of Zen and yeah. we're mindful and meditating on what, right? Um, so how do we separate that from what culture says and how do we keep that Christ focused? And maybe what's some signs that we're not doing it right? Yeah. I think I'll take your question kind of backwards there. Yeah, it's I, I a think, hard. No, you're good. I think, you know, how do we know whether we are truly pursuing Jesus in these mm-hmm. things or how are we just, um, you know, kind of doing self-help essentially? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think the question to ask is, am I experiencing more of the presence of Jesus in my mm-hmm. life? Am I experiencing his peace? Am I experiencing his joy and his love? Um and so, yeah, I think you said it really well. These are kind of emptying practices. Um, Dallas Willard called them practices of abstinence, um, which we use that word pretty <laughs> differently in our culture, little, you yeah. know, but like that's they're practices of stopping, you know, things like we talked about Sabbath and slowing, but things like fasting as well, um, you know, 
they're all practices of stopping what we're doing, mm-hmm. which are good. But if you take these things by yourself, but by themselves, you really, you just have a calm life and a quiet mind. And like, well, that might be a good thing. That's not the same thing, like you mm-hmm. said, as following Jesus. And yeah. so that's why, you know, we also need these kind of more filling practices, which is what we're getting ready to talk about yeah. through this next series. Yeah. Um, you know, things like being in scripture, reading and meditating and memorizing scripture, spending time in prayer and in worship and being in community. Like we need to be filled with those mm-hmm. things. And so mm-hmm. I think a good way to balance it is like when we, we need a balance of those two types yeah. of practice. You know, the reality is if you just have these kind of filling practices, they can become just one more task on our yeah. list, you know. And I almost wonder too, often... And I've seen this happen in some circles where it's like this giant inward journey always. But the Christian life is an outward journey as well. We're supposed to go and make disciples of all the nations. So like, yes, we need to cultivate and work that heart and we need to get all the distractions out of there and work from an unhurried place, but ultimately so that others can see Jesus too. And I think sometimes when the whole mindful is then like you're emptying for what then? You know what I mean? Like exactly. just for yourselves, but we also know that that's emptiness in general. Yeah. So yeah, we have to fill that back up with the Lord. So yeah, I'm excited for this pursue series, and um, just as we kind of go through some of those spiritual rhythms, um, yeah, it's going to be really great. Uh, so if you had one thing that you weren't going to solve this problem on one Sunday, and as we talked with the preaching team, like we recognize that as well. Um, but what's one thing you hope that listeners kind of walked away with. Yeah. I would say more so than I like want them to walk away with this idea of slowing, which is good, but I hope they walked away with just a really compelling vision of what it looks like for us to walk in the light, the light yoke of Jesus, Mm -hmm. you know, to really, we're invited to walk step and step and step with Jesus, to live our life alongside of him, to work alongside of him, to go through our relationships alongside of him. Like, you know, that's what we were made for. I mean, you know, and you think about that, that to me, like harkens back to the garden when Adam and Eve were walking with God, working alongside mm-hmm. of God. Like you know, that's what we were designed for is to live in the presence of God day by day, moment by moment. And yes, it's hard. Like that is a lifelong pursuit. Like yeah. you're not going to walk yeah. out of there, you know, quit a couple things, drive slower and all of a sudden, you know, just be like, life is fantastic, <laughs> you know, like, but I hope that we began to just kind of catch that vision of um, how good life with Jesus can be even on this side of heaven. Yeah, as the kingdom here as it is in heaven. Yeah. You know, it's kind of something I think of there too. Like when we're postured in that, like we experience some of that. Yeah. Um, So yeah, beautiful stuff, man. Appreciate you, Jake. And if you know Jake, send him a message. Tell him thanks for giving such a great message. Um, We are so glad that you joined us here for Digging Deeper. And we are starting our Pursue series this weekend. So we'd love to see you there starting at 10 a.m. here in Morton. Catch you next time.